week 13. 13. You need to get these wins to get into the playoffs. Please. Crucial for seeding. You want the bye week? You want to get into the playoffs? We got all the help you need. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Playoffs. Playoffs. Talking about playoffs? Playoffs. I'm in practice. You're talking about practice? Practice. We're talking about practice? Hey, uh, if you're watching this, it is Thursday, December 2nd. So congratulations for being on God's green earth on December 2nd. How good is the Lord, huh? Praise him. Uh, And (laughs) we're recording this on a Wednesday. Why is that? Because when you're listening to this, I will be at a wedding. Not my own, but a friend's. He's all fancy, so. you know. He has a lot of friends and people getting married. How is it fancy to be at a wedding? Blah blah blah. <laughs> Do you have to be fancy to be invited to a wedding? You know, my wedding is like black tie. I assume. What does that mean? You just I know this is so random. I don't know tie. why. I think like it's a black tie event. Like, meaning you dress up nice. Yeah, is that like, most weddings. I yes no. You know, like sometimes you can go to a wedding and wear like nice dress pants and a nice button up. Like I expect mm. you to have a jacket. You expect me to have a jacket. So I can't just wear a button up shirt with a tie. No. No. <laughs> According got to be a jacket. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. Can't mm, wait for okay, the wedding. Okay. April 23rd, guys. The MCA, if you guys want to see it, we're probably going to live stream it. If you uh, love the. <laughs> but they actually. Uh well I'm gonna live stream it for like my family, right? But um I don't know if it's gonna be like on Facebook, but no one has me on Facebook that listens to the podcast. And if you do, then I probably won't accept you anyway because I don't go on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been. On, only thing on Facebook on my Facebook feed is my dad tagging me in locations that I've been. Oh my gosh, my family <laughs> tags me every single day. We're at the park. We're at the store. We're going to the city. We're walking across the street. I don't care. This is why they they did this whole metaverse thing. I don't even think they were ready for the metaverse. They were like, we are literally irrelevant as a social media app. Like, no one uses Facebook yeah, anymore. Yeah, usually, usually that's what happens. They had to pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. Take two steps. Uh, hey, we did news just literally 30 minutes ago. Well, an hour ago when we recorded our last podcast, which you listened to yesterday probably. Yeah. And there's no new news. Well, because guess, it's Wednesday when we recorded this. You're but right. It's Thursday when you're listening to it. I guess the only n- new news is. Wait, wait, wait. Is there news? No. Well, is there? It's just one. Yes. Okay, hold on. What is going on? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What is it then? Well, what the, is news, it? the only news I can think of is Daniel Jones. That's the most recent news. Daniel Jones has a strained neck and can miss Sunday's game against the Dolphins. According to Ian Rappaport, that's about it. I mean, if you have Daniel Jones in the league, maybe two quarterback league, or anyone that's fantasy relevant on that team, Kadarius, Tony, Kenny G, even though these guys are been pretty shit, Daniel Jones could be missing. I don't even know if that really hurts this team offensively all that much. Like, no disrespect to Danny Dimes, but it it doesn't make me more worried about Saquon or... Right, Tony specifically, I guess, I guess. I don't think you were starting anyone else outside of those guys. Yeah, but. just a heads up for the people, you know what I mean? Just a, hey, watch out for you this. You want information? You got it. 
But we will be live on Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No one, uh, no one really joined last time. It's getting to the point of the season where you know you guys know what you want to do, and but we will still be live for an hour, probably answering all your questions, and it, uh, we'll give updates on injuries there. YouTube.com slash Fantasyland Football, Twitch.tv slash Fantasyland Football, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us there if you have specific questions. Mm-hmm. But I think that leads us into our starts of the week, talking about matchups. So let's get straight to it. Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Okay, matchups. While I'm recording this podcast, I got my head on a memory foam pillow. Right, I got a new chair. Uh, I didn't even notice, actually. Uh, to be honest, yeah. sometimes I don't actually look at you. And that I sounds know. weird. I know. There's so many times we're recording a podcast and you're just looking down. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to myself here. It's, it's because good. you know what I'm doing? You, Eye contact. You know what I'm doing? I'm looking at the player stats on Sleeper. So when you're mm. talking and I'm talking, I was like, oh, you know, maybe Justin Jefferson. Oh, what did he do? I'm looking. I'm going to Sleeper. I'm looking it up. It's just because yeah, I could do it on the screen. I view it. I view it in like you're looking down and it's like you're just not interested in what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, we're having a real moment here. <laughs> uh, shout out to Secret Labs. I just bought a Secret Labs chair for myself for Christmas because I spent a lot of time at a desk and I wanted a nice chair. And right now, my head is on a nice memory foam pillow. This is not an ad. We are nowhere near big enough for Secret Labs to care about us. But if you're looking for a good chair and you work from home, Secret Labs is pretty decent. I got some nice little lumbar support built in. Wow. I got a nice... This uh, this memory foam pillow, is it's magnetic. It, it's next level. It's can you actually level. take it off and then like sleep yeah, on look. it in your bed? What? There it is. Would you take it to your bed and sleep on it? Yeah, if I wanted to, I might do that. Yeah. Have a cheeky little sleep. I wonder if you can take that on the plane and like take other magnets. Probably. It will probably, yeah, probably mess with the other guys, the, the person behind you's TV. Yeah, definitely. Because there's a magnet in it. You know, and this is another random shout out. Shout out to Casper. If you're in America and you need an amazing pillow or bed, Casper is by far just the goat. My my favorite bed I've ever slept on. And their pillows are unreal Madrid. Sleeping you, you, duck. Bed? You gotta get them. Hmm? Sleeping duck. Um, have you seen those sleeping duck commercials? Is like a New Zealand. Is it gonna new I think it's New Zealand. It's a New Zealand guy promoting a mattress here in australia it's a commercial it's like oh bro i just got the new sleeping duck bro it's like <sighs> i don't know if you've seen it like actually i've actually heard about that company but they're they're so expensive sleeping duck is like stupid expensive mm. anyway none of that was an ad we're talking about football nine and two cardinals at the four and seven chicago bears the bears mm-hmm. hoping that fields plays in this game we'll wait and see if he does play in this game, it will be fun to watch. If he doesn't play in this game, it will be excruciatingly painful to watch any Chicago Bears offense. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, though, is definitely breaking out. And it's at the point where the talent was always there, but now the opportunity is also there on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, this is what we expected from Mooney, I guess, kind of coming in. He had, He's had four back-to-back games over, you know, 12 fantasy points, 12, 20, 23, 17. He's getting the targets. I mean, 16 targets, week 11, eight targets, six targets, nine targets. I mean, he's getting there. He just needs more consistency. And 
I think if Allen Robinson is not there, once again, I know this is the name I keep coming up. Michael Gallup is another fit. I think he's just a universal all-around mm-hmm. wide receiver that can just be plugged into any offense, it feels like. Yeah. Back-to-back games, 120 yards through the air. That's pretty impressive. Back-to-back 120-yard games. It's hard to get over 100 yards receiving yards, and he's done that three times this year. Mm. Very impressive. He's been great, and I don't see a reason why you can't start him this week. Um, Even if A-Rob's back, it doesn't scare me off starting Mooney. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I like. And I'm also not worried, by the way, about who the quarterback is. I think either way, it's going to be fine for Mooney. Yeah. What's um, A-Rob dealing with? Hamstring. Yeah. Remember that last game? It was against the Steelers mm-hmm. for their bye week. Yet he made it a really, really good play and then pulled his hammy, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so. it was on the sideline. And then mm-hmm. um, it was like that two-minute drive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I remember that now. Yes. Unfortunate. Hey, Cole Komet. Great game last week, and uh, he's been up and down. But I think in a desperate scenario, you can start him. But I, I, I do believe there's probably better options this week. You, you talked about David Montgomery. You feel good about Monty this week? Yeah, I like Monty this week. I think he's going to continue to get the workload. It's been a, a lot less, um, I guess, deflating because you kind of expected him to have a, a little bit better of a run. But I guess that's more expecting it. We're kind of expecting that in the playoffs. Yeah, the playoff schedule is fantastic. Minnesota, yeah. Seattle, New York. Specifically after this week, it's it gets really good. But I agree, you can still start him this week. He's getting so many opportunities. Yeah, so he, I think and he's still the guy. I was gonna say against Detroit, I think he sh- they should have ran the ball more. I know he had seventeen carries, but I feel like they should have ran the ball much more against Detroit, who is one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. Who knows what happens against Arizona? There's a very realistic scenario where Arizona gets up early and often because Kyler's probably going to play, yeah. and they have to abandon the run. But even in games where they abandon the run, Monty still finds a way to get 13 to 15 carries. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think he's a good start. Is there anyone else on this team? What What if A-Rob plays? Do you feel any confidence in starting him? No. Yeah. No, I don't, okay. I don't think so. I'm interested to see. By the way, I know this is fun. Uh, maybe we'll say, I'll say like Dynasty. We should talk about like people like this. A-Rob. A-Rob. Yeah, yeah, no, I, we, we talked about that. Like, what, little, like, little, like little videos. Little videos. Right. We'll like, see what happens. Go, go trade for Allen Robinson and Dynasty on the low. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he's still a decent trade target in Dynasty. I think if you're a win now team. I see A-Rob. I mean, I see like, nah, I was going to say Steelers. What, who, what team do I see A-Rob going to next year? I don't think they, they re-sign him. Mm. Saints. You could go to Miami, maybe. Mm. Maybe. There's, there's options. <laughs> there, yeah, there's definitely there's a, a lot, lot of options. options. It's definitely interesting. Teams that need a wide receiver. Imagine he, he just gets franchise tagged again. That would be terrible. What if he goes to the Bills? That could be interesting. Yeah. The big, be big like the receiver. solidified wide receiver, too. Yeah, he he's the, he's a X receiver. In the that would hurt Knox. That would hurt Dawson Knox pretty significantly. Yeah. They don't have, Who like, knows? a contested catch guy out there. Yeah. Stephon Diggs is more of, like, quick slant. Get him on he the... Could, he could go to the Cardinals and replace A.J. Green. A.J. Green and, on the other side. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, talking about the Cardinals, Kyler's probably back, which is great for all the fantasy options here, mm-hmm. including James Conner. James Conner, I hate that I'm saying this, is one of the steals of the draft. Uh, and 
to be fair, to begin the year, it was only because of touchdowns. But now with Edmonds gone, it's just opportunity after opportunity, touchdown, opportunities in the air, opportunities on the ground. And I don't see that stopping while Edmonds is is injured. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this guy, he's doing his thing. I think they might move forward with James. Maybe when Chase comes back, they don't necessarily need him because he's the big pound-for-pound guy that Chase wasn't. Well, the other thing to consider here is James Conner looked like absolute trash in Seattle in Pittsburgh last Pittsburgh. year. And he had to be the guy all the time there. No one was splitting work with him. In Arizona, it's a better offense. They're not focused so much on the run. Yeah. And Edmonds was relieving him all the time. So he might be a beneficiary of a situation where his body was super rested when he got this opportunity, you know. So if they try and ride him next year, it almost feels like Mike Davis. Like, not that I'm disrespecting Mike Davis, but, oh, you can be the guy. Well, here, here's the opportunity. Oh, you didn't live up to it, you know. If James Conner is still on this team next year, let's say the scenario is similar with Chase and James Conner. Where's James Conner going next year? I expect them to bring in another running back if that's the case, whether it's through the draft or through free agency. So I still see him maybe as a sixth-round pick. Right. Okay. That's interesting. But a lot of people probably would draft him higher. I'm just not sold on him long term. We'll see. Yeah. I think if uh, I could get him as my RB3, maybe yeah. in the fifth, sixth round, that's fantastic. It's crazy how we're talking about that. And he's right now the running back 10 in PPR formats and the running back six in standard leagues. He's played so well this year. We have to give him credit. If D Hop comes back, you play him. If D Hop doesn't come back, do you start Rondale or AJ Green? I think I would rather start AJ Green than Rondale. Yeah. Um, if D Hop's not playing, so yeah, I, I like Green moving forward. If D Hop doesn't play, but it looks like he is. Well, all the reports saying that they are hopeful that D Hop is yeah. playing. I know maybe when you're listening to this, you have a, a newer update, but yes. Yeah, more clarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ertz moving himself into must-start category after his good game last week? Or the last time they played, my bad. Yeah, the last time they played. Let's see it one more. I don't think it's a must-start. Let's see it one more week with the whole squad on the field. If you have another option, yeah. I'm starting them over Ertz. But I think if D-Hop... Kyler, Rondo, A.J. Green, and Ertz all on the field this week, and Zach Ertz is still getting the opportunity, I'm going to move forward as a must-start, yes. Mm, yeah, he to me, he falls into that Tier 3 of players that you can just start and see what happens. The Dallas Goddards, the Noah Fants, Hunter Henrys, Tyler Higbees. That's kind of where he falls for me just... See what happens to Dalton Schultz. Could be worse starts, but I agree. I'm really excited about Rondell. If we're talking about Dynasty, I think he's a good buy low because there could be opportunities opening up for him next year with Christian Kirk and AJ Green both being free agents. So if you're looking for a buy low in Dynasty, Rondell's a, a, a good, good target. We've seen the way that they could potentially utilize him in this offense. Uh, Cardinals are probably going to be 10 and 2 after this week, eh? Hey? Yeah, it'll be surprising if the Bears beat them. But yes, 10-2 looks like for the Cardinals. Mm. 
All right, the six and five Chargers at the seven and four Bengals. The Chargers, 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 Chargers. The Chargers have this awesome ability to either look like the best team in the NFL or one of the worst teams in the NFL. There's, there's no in between, unfortunately, for this team. I think that's because they're still a young team. You know, mm. everyone here is young. I mean, I guess besides Keenan Allen, actually, actually, no one feels young now. Thinking about that's it. what I was about to say is like the only person who's young really on this team is the quarterback. Mm. When you think about it, this this team's in a perfect. We have to try and win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarter or with a rookie contract quarterback window. You know, a lot of teams like to get the cheap quarterback through the draft and then build around them. That's where the Chargers are right now. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here um, Mm. with. You know, these guys, especially in the next three, four years, you know, I mean, Keenan Allen yeah. could be gone. Eckler could be. Well, I think Eckler stays for the remaining of Justin Herbert's career. Oh, but, really? Well, oh, not career. I mean, yeah, I'm his like, contract. God damn, how, career, how old is Eckler going to be? <laughs> career is definitely a, a big word. But yeah, Eckler looks great. And mm-hmm. his longevity is potentially higher than other running backs because of what he does through the air. Yeah. So Allen Robinson, maybe. Maybe. I mean, get the big question Mike? is, will they re-sign Mike Williams? But yeah, get rid of Mike, get Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen. Maybe. Oh, what's maybe. Keenan Allen's contract? Well, he's out. He's is he out in the next two years? Um, mm, I think he's got three years left, but I could be wrong. I'm but look that up out of curiosity. talking about this week against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel about all these options? They're all people that you start. Are you still are you starting Mike Williams this week? No, I can't start Mike Williams. It's a bit difficult. Uh, depending on your options, though. Yeah, depending on your options. I mean, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup. I would go Mike Williams, right? Because I I I believe that all those options are going to be back. Mike Williams, Rashad, Bateman. I would go Mike Williams. I love Bateman, but I I think that Mike Williams' upside is higher than. Than Bateman's, but I mean, look, since week six, it's been pretty pretty bad for Mike Williams. Yeah, Only one game over eight points since week six. That's actually shocking. So I get where you're coming from. It's definitely not. I mean, okay, well, I guess, yeah. Bateman it, is a hard line. I can see where you're coming from with the Bateman line. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Def- it's definitely difficult to kind of place him. But mm. it looks like he is. He had an amazing start of the year. Yeah, amazing. Well, he was the wide receiver one for a period. Wide receiver two, mm. and then I think teams figured out, hey, this is how we stop this team: is just eliminate Mike Williams completely. Since uh, since week six, by the way, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Trying to find his name. Oh my God! Where is Mike Williams? The wide receiver forty-six. Since week six, the wide receiver forty-six. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! That's, not, that's, <laughs> that's not crazy. Okay. I mean, you have to even go lower now with the with the comparisons. You know, Mike mm. Williams. Tyler I think Bateman's Boyd. a good line. Tyler Boyd. I would. I would still go Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, that's a good line. That's actually a good line. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Eckler, running back two on the year. You you keep pounding Eckler. You keep pounding Keenan. 
Keep what? I think you can you can start Herbie. You keep, keep pounding him. Yeah. Pounding him. Yeah. Ground and pound, baby. <laughs> Ground and pound. Um Yeah, I I like all the all the charges in this game. I don't know what Mike Williams will do, but there there's definitely worse starters out there. Uh on the Bengals side of the ball, it's really, really strange outside of Joe Mixon for fantasy. There's a lot of inconsistencies with Higgins, with Chase. I mean, I I still am going to lean on the side of not trusting Tyler Boyd in this matchup. Where do you lean there, though? Um, I'm the same. You know, Boyd has been inconsistent, and I'm not trying to start him at all unless I'm mm-hmm. in a desperation. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I feel the same way with Higgins though, and that's I know like the argument last week. You know, he got a touchdown. He had eight targets, and he's probably targets have always been there. Always been there. Yeah, so it's it's just difficult. It's really really difficult to see how it's gonna play out. And their remaining schedule is tough. Yeah, Chargers, San Fran, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City. All these guys give up don't give up a lot of points to the wide receiver position. So I feel like this is where Tyler Boyd can thrive. Maybe. I just don't want to start him. Yeah, 100%. That's a risk. I'm not starting him either. Jamar Chase is the wide receiver eight on the year. But since week eight, Jamar Chase is the wide receiver 42 in PPR formats. Uh, Maybe teams are trying to, similar to Mike Evans, or Mike Williams, excuse me. Maybe mm-hmm. teams are, hey, this is maybe how we stop this team is to eliminate this option. I don't know if that's exactly what's happening, but regardless, Chase remains a must-start player in my opinion. I don't, I don't think that you can sit him, and I think Higgins remains a good flex. I, I, I still believe him as a good flex. You know what's crazy is like since week five, there's only one time he scored under ten points. Everyone's trashing onto Higgins, but since week five, he's only actually his the entire year. If Higgins has played, there's only one time he's he scored under 10 points. So I don't think he's been as disappointing as people have let it on to be. And while he's a wide receiver 39, we have to keep in mind he missed two weeks uh with that injury. So yeah. I think Higgins is a good flex and I think Chase is a must start. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Uh, who wins this game? It's at, it's at Cincy. I mean, if we're following trends, it's probably the Chargers. <laughs> Why? Because it's just up and down. It's up and back and forth, up and down, back and forth, up and down. I mean, I feel like this is this is the game the Chargers win. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if the Bengals can keep running the ball the way they have, they can beat any team genuinely. So this is going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah. All right. The five and six Washington football team. That's Talk right. The Washington football team are in the playoffs right now, people. Five and six. We're in the wild card somehow. How? I don't know. I have no idea. I thought we might get a top three pick, and now somehow we're in the wild card. You want a wild, you want uh, a top three pick or a wild card? Uh, wild card. Yeah, I'd rather make the playoffs. You know, because I, I, I think that would be different if it was last year's draft, but Let this year's actually, draft, I'm not. Would you about. rather make the playoffs and not have an opportunity to get one of these quarterbacks and stick with Taylor Heineke for the next two to three years? Yeah, I would because I don't I don't believe in most of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. I know you're really high on what Malik Turner is it Malik Turner? 
Malik Willis. Willis, yeah. Out of Liberty. I like him. I like Malik, but... You're pretty high on him. You like... I, I, I still like Malik earlier. Willis. I just don't think he's worth the draft capital that it might take to acquire him, if okay. that makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, Heineke looks good. He looks good. He He's a guy, looks man. like he's flowing. He's a guy. People keep comparing him to Russell Wilson and Brett Favre. And not to, not to say that he is those players, but that's how he plays. That's a similar style play, and I can see it. I'm just hoping that it remains consistent. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this offense is peaking at the right time. Curtis Samuel looked good. Logan Thomas looked good. Getting those two back was massive. Uh, even though we have injuries to our offensive line, we continue to find a way to run the ball effectively. Yep, Gibson yep. looks like a fantasy stud. I love the way that our team is playing right now. Yeah, I mean, three wins in a row. I mean, you got to you gotta be happy. That's what you want. You want. Mm-hmm. It's good when your team wins. This is just a good feeling. Yeah, that does feel good. Now we're facing the Raiders, who are six and five, also fighting for their playoff lives. A winnable Derek game. Carr balled out. This is a winnable game for both teams. Both teams can can win this game. It's it's yeah. definitely going to be a toss up. Uh, it's it's in Las Vegas. I don't know if that helps. Are the Las Vegas fans super loyal to the Raiders? I don't know Absolutely. yet. Oh, the Las they Vegas. Are? No, the Raiders. The the Raider Oakland fans Raiders are loyal. Fans I just don't know loyal. if Las Vegas is loyal yet. I don't think no. I don't think Raiders fans will ever say where where Vegas. You know, like how can I say? It's always this? Oakland. Yeah, so I like. There's no way. I mean, unless you're a child and you were somehow born in Las Vegas and your team is the Raiders, that's interesting. Very specific scenario. But I think for the remaining, probably for the anybody a child out there for the next ten to fifteen years, this team will always be known, and the fans will always come from Oakland. No doubt about it. Yeah, maybe though. I mean. Maybe they turn around. All you gotta do is win games for a team to rally for a city to rally around a team. Derek Carr looked great versus the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Really, really looked good. And it was surprising because Waller was out. I don't think Waller's gonna play in this game, but do we have any update on that? Do you know if he will or if we yeah. I mean it's early in the week right now while we're recording this, but Waller Waller is considered day to day currently. Uh okay. it's unsure if he is gonna play, but obviously if not day to day, week to week, but it's obvious that who's the next guy up, and that's the guy that kind of went off last time, and that's Foster mm-hmm. Moreau. So if if he is available in waiver wires, why not pick him up and start him and pick him up in this position? In this hey, I got I got two starts of the week in this matchup. Number one, Derek Carr. Uh, Washington gives up the most points to quarterbacks, but to be fair, in the last three weeks we have been a good defense, middle of the pack defense. In saying that, I still think that this offense can score against us. I think this could potentially be a high-scoring game. Derek Carr just balled out um, against the Cowboys. And I think Deshaun Jackson actually fills a role here that was much needed. That helps Derek Carr. Stretches the field, which allows everything underneath to open up. Run game is working with Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to score 40 points, but if you're streaming the quarterback position, I think he could get you a 15 to 20 point performance against the Washington football team. I agree. Um, I, I also have Antonio Gibson as a start of the week coming off his best, well, his highest ever amount of opportunities in a game. 
which is massive for fantasy. Opportunity is king. Uh, I said this on the trade four because he was one of my trade fours this week. But since their bye week, which was in, uh, I think, week seven, if I'm not mistaken, week eight, since their bye week, he's been the running back eight in PPR formats. The Raiders give up the fifth most points to running backs in fantasy. J.D. McKissick is injured. And this offense, if you watch the Monday Night Football game, it's running through Antonio Gibson right now. It's strange because if you watch the first drive, it was just McKissick. There was no Gibson. And everyone's like, what is going on? But then from that point onwards, Gibson just dominated this game. So I, I like both of these guys' as starts. Actually, I have three starts of the week yeah, from this game. I was about to say. Hunter <laughs> Renfro. Yep. Another start of the week. Washington gives up the fourth, fourth most points to wide receivers. Renfro is currently the wide receiver 21. And since week nine, because they had their buy in week eight, he's the wide receiver 10 in PPR leagues. Uh, I think Ruggs has a massive impact on this. When Ruggs left, Renfro became a target monster. And even before Ruggs left, I mean, yeah, he, he was, was he was involved. Renfro was the guy. Renfro was the wide receiver one on this team. I mean, Wallace mm-hmm. has been struggling besides that week one game. Yeah, L- let me remind you, Darren Waller had 19 targets in week I one. Know. Don't remind me because I I remember being so excited. Yeah, I remember you saying, "Bro, Waller's the guy, man." I can't believe I got Waller. You were so happy that you oh, had I just, Waller. I got him in the third round, and I was like, how did I get Waller in the third round? And since that point, it's been sad. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Renfro has had only two games less than 10 points. Mm-hmm. That's week six against good. Denver and week 11 against Cincy. So he, His performances last week knocked me out of the playoffs in a certain league. See, Shout out to him. Um <laughs> But Waller's probably going to miss this game, which means Renfro becomes even more necessary to this offense. What about Josh Jacobs? Because, to be fair, our rush defense looked elite last night. I'm not saying we are. And the Seahawks don't know how to run the ball right now. But does it worry you? I Does it worry you at all to start him as maybe an RB2 uh, this week? No, I'm starting Josh Jacobs. I mean, on paper, well, not on paper, but I mean... In the beginning of the season, you know, the Cowboys were really great against the rush. Hmm. And Josh Jacobs had a great game against the 22 attempts, yeah. 87 yards. I mean, he scored a touchdown. So I think there's also reason to be encouraged by what he's done through the air this year. Yeah. You ab- know, it's absolutely. not it's not crazy numbers, but there's reasons to be encouraged by it. Yeah. So I think I'm starting Josh Jacobs. I think he fi- he'll find the end zone if he stays healthy. He's playing at home. They're playing at home, and yeah, I like Josh Jacobs here at home. You know, you guys yeah. are are hurting a little bit in the defense, mm. and they have to find it's an even balance. They were good with yeah. an even balance offense, so if they can get Josh yeah. Jacobs going, then they could potentially win this game, and Josh Jacobs could potentially have a good game. Really, really hoping that uh, Washington finds a way to win this one because. Now I have hope, and I don't want that hope to be shattered. But that's typically what's happened yeah. with uh, Always happens every my lifetime year. of being a Washington fan. Hey, guys, if you want a way to support what we do, support the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Twitch page, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ways to support. You get some exclusives in return. Check it out if you want to support what we do. 
the eight and three Ravens at the five, five and one Pittsburgh Steelers who five, five, look God awful. The Steelers look really bad right now. They bullied. They bullied Big Ben. That was just bully. Mm. That was, that was a bully day. It was just like they got in Big Ben's head early. You know, I know. I don't know why, but I don't know why I have love for Big Ben. And and it's not because he was quote unquote my guy, but I <laughs> I still believe that like he can win some games, and mm. he is going to potentially make the playoffs. In my opinion, my. I don't see him make. I don't see this team making the playoffs. They're worse in their division. I don't know. my My question is: Can Dwayne Haskins really be worse than this? Absolutely. That's my question. I think so. Really? I think can it so. get much worse? I know it's Big Ben, but when do you move on? Because he doesn't look good at all at this point. Yeah. And it's not it's not a small sample. It's the whole year pretty much except for one or two games. I think they would never they wouldn't bench Big Ben. He's been their franchise. I know it sounds crazy right. and I think they just have to let it ride out. You've seen it in past in other teams. This mm-hmm. is your quarterback for the past 15, you know, 12 it's years. It's not a good way. To, it's almost a respect thing. Yeah, hey Ben, you know, keep playing it out. This is your last season anyway. You know, thank you for everything you've done. But like we wouldn't, we won't bench you. Thank you. Um, yeah, he's probably not gonna get benched. You're you're just gonna have to watch him be awful. <laughs> I just thought about like now. the graduation song as we go on. Yeah, we re- like we remember Ben just like just walking away slowly, like um, mm. with his head down. It's like, time to hang it up, Big Ben. I think you, he's ben. ranked thirty-two out of thirty-two quarterbacks You'd in love PFF. To see it. It's time to move on. I'm PFF. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've got a start of the week in this game, and it's Pat Fryermuth. That's Pat dragon. the dragon, or the muth, is Luth. Ravens give up the fourth most points to tight ends. This is assuming that he clears concussion protocol because he is in concussion protocol right now. I'm assuming that he clears it. I have an insane stat for you. This stain, this stat. Excuse, excuse me. This stat blew my mind when I was researching today. Since week eight, okay, Pat had the bye week in week seven. So since week eight, Pat Fryermuth is the tight end one. Talk it up. In all of fantasy. There has not been a more valuable tight end in fantasy since week eight than Pat Fryermuth. That blows my mind. But I think it continues to happen because it looks like a consistent, reliable fantasy option. Five touchdowns in his last five games. Eric Ebron still missing time. And when it comes to the end zone, it's Big Ben's ultimate target in the end zone. And Mm. now they're finding ways to creatively still involve him in the end zone. It's not just throw it up. It's the shovel passes. And they're going to continue to find ways. I really, really like Pat Frymuth this week if he plays. Yeah, I love I love uh, Frymuth. I mean, this is a guy I feel like Big Ben reliant relies on, especially in the red zone. So I mean, pick him up if he's still available on your team. If not, then yeah. you know if you can get him. I think this is a dynasty. I'm still concerned because of the quarterback um, mm. play, but I mean he is a feature. I think Juju's going to be gone. Yeah, you know the issue is like 
You can't trade for him on the low now in Dynasty. Anyone who has him in Dynasty is not giving up Pat for anything less than maybe a couple firsts. I think there's like a conversation. It's gonna, I think there's a conversation cost a where you can not swindle, but talk him down. It's like, bro, he's doing good with Big Ben right now. We don't know who's who, who's going to be the guy. You know, I can probably give you this person, and you know, I would give this person in a second, this person in a third. And there's no way that Pat goes for that low. Any owner is going to have him, and and they know how bad Big Ben's been. You know. Right. I mean, it's maybe. different if Big Ben's like I'm retiring and he's like a top 15 quarterback, but he's just been so bad. You're, I mean, have the conversations definitely. Yeah, but See I just happens. don't think that uh, people w- does Claypool become a really good buy low. Maybe well, he's a better buy low than yeah. If once, we're if, if we're talking buy lows, once again, all depends on on this quarterback. Who's going to be the yeah. quarterback? Who's going to come in? What's going to happen? I mean, if Russ comes in, you know, it's Claypool's fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, or if Aaron Rodgers comes in, everyone's fantastic on this team. So, yeah, just all depends. I think Chase is going to continue to be hurt by how bad Big Ben's play is this year. I don't want to start him this week. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. I am okay starting Pat Frymuth, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. I think that's it. And it's yeah. pretty clear to me. I agree. Uh, on the Raven side of the ball, I think uh, it's pretty clear as well who you can start. Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he threw four interceptions, was it? And still won that game. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the Browns are right now. Yeah. What is happening in Cleveland? Who knows? Uh, Lamar. Hollywood. Must start Hollywood. Rashad Bateman. Good start. Mark Andrews has been... So, so good from the tight end position. And uh, I don't think that stops this week against Pittsburgh. No, it continues. I mean, these guys, uh, I think, are, I mean, in my opinion, are firing all cylinders, especially not having a successful run game. Mm. Lamar is doing his thing. He's doing what Lamar does. You start everyone on this team with confidence, in my opinion. And you Well, said- the name we need to talk about is Devonta Freeman because we had a conversation about him last week. And while he got the work, it was seven points. Do we feel confident starting him this week? I'm still not confident starting any Ravens running back. I think the Browns were uh, were a decent a, a decent defense mm-hmm. that you know they wanted to throw the ball, and I think we saw that because they didn't run much. But yeah, I think I think Devonta Freeman, you still move forward as a low end. It's not favorable. I mean, if you're injured, if you're hurting with running backs, you start him with confidence as a low in RB2. Mm. Hella, hella low. Hopefully you have a better option. Mm-hmm. All right. The 6-5 and five 49ers at the 3-8 and eight Seahawks. I have a start of the week in this game, and it's Elijah Mitchell, mm-hmm. who is coming off his best ever fantasy performance. I'm so upset at myself. I, I sold him way too low in a dynasty league before this year to pick up freaking Larry Roundtree, my mm-hmm. dumbass. Look, he plays Seattle this week who just gave Antonio Gibson an amazing performance as well as JD McKissick. They give up the second most points to fantasy running backs scored 27.8 PPR points last year. And what's super encouraging with Mitchell is he was having good games, but he wasn't involved in the passing work. Now, 
he it looks like they're going to start involving him in the passing game. Yeah. Five receptions last week on six targets. If he can keep getting involved in the passing game, he presents a top 10 floor on a weekly basis. And by the way, a lot of people were worried about Jeff Wilson. Well, Jeff Wilson's back, and it's not changed Elijah Mitchell's workload at all. He's still the same guy. Yeah. I mean, this is another team that's firing on all cylinders. I feel mm-hmm. like right now, obviously, Debo's out. But, I mean, especially in the run game, this team is fantastic. They are running with everyone. I wonder yep. what they're going to do this week. Who's going to be the person that's running the ball? Like, is since Debo's out, is that going to be Ayuk? Yeah. Is that going to be somebody else that's going to be taking mm-hmm. the opportunities in the wide receiver position in the backfield? I yeah. think I think they just continue to to do what they're doing. I think they might play a more traditional only running backs in the backfield without Debo. Yeah, this is and uh, I got a text from from someone in a group chat saying that I'm the reason that Debo got injured because last week I said I'm worried because they're using him a ton, and um, I don't think I'm the reason it happened. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't want to believe I'm the reason that it happened, but it could be a reason. It it happened uh, when you work someone too much. We've seen it over and over again, but. This is not the right time for Debo to be injured. Um, what do you do if you have Debo? Because you've been relying on him. He's a wide receiver too. You hold on to be completely You honest. hold on to him? You hold on. Unless you are somebody yep. fighting for the playoffs and you have Debo, you trade him away to a team that's already going to make that, has already solidified that position in the playoffs and see what you can get for him. Um, yeah. Well, don't sell unless you get elite production in return, and I reckon. Let's really think about it. I mean, yeah, maybe he misses two weeks. So he misses week 13 and then week 14. He could be ready for playoffs in week 15. So, yeah. I mean, there's a chance that he comes back and plays for that week for the playoffs. But, I mean, he comes back with Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. Sure. I mean, it's a great matchup. Great, great matchups moving forward. So I think you hold on, actually. Hold on unless you get really good value in return. Ayuk becomes a really good start this week mm-hmm. against Seattle. He's been consistently okay. And I think now opportunity opens up. Both Ayuk and Kittle become good starts. I mean, Kittle, you are already going to start despite his bad game last week. But I think Kittle becomes a, a, a good start this week. Yeah. A, an elite start this week, rather. Yeah, and at least start this week. And I think Kittle is a guy, in my opinion, can make up for someone like an Ayuk that's going to be, or not like a Debo that could be missing that one or two, one or two games. Someone that can step in and help your team if you're struggling in a, in those areas. You know, yeah. you, you start a low end wide receiver, and you have Kittle hopefully picking up the slack there. Agreed. All right, Seattle. Mm. Um, it's been bad. It's, it's been, been real bad. It's been bad. They're definitely going to make it. Let me tell you this. DK will have more than one catch next game. They're, really? They, I think so. They will get make an effort to get every single target to him. Um, I think Russ was upset. I think they were in his head. Well, uh, I've, I've lost some crucial games in the Superflex League with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. The past three weeks in a row, they have absolutely sold my entire team. And since coming back from injury, since Russell Wilson's been back, DK Metcalf is the wide receiver 73. 
in the last three weeks, when Russ is back, DK has been the wide receiver 73. Yeah. Names like Mac Hollins have been more valuable. Des Fitzpatrick, Josh Reynolds, Zay Jones, Devin Duvernay, Ray Ray McLeod, Byron Pringle. The names go on and on and on. All these guys have been more valuable than DK Metcalf in the past three weeks. It's hard because I really thought they would have figured it out by now. I don't think I you can so sit DK well. or lock it, but it's. I think you have to really, really lower your expectations. If DK and Lockett both get 10 points, then that's something that I would be happy about at this point. It's it's really bad, man. It looks really bad. Nothing about this team looks good. Mm. I, I definitely agree. And it's, it's definitely question marks, but I think it, it is coming to the end of Wilson's era here in Seattle, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Another yeah. guy I kind of want to talk about briefly, really, really quick, is Joe Everett. Yeah. He's been, I mean... In the last three games, I mean, quick maps here, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, plus 8, 21, 22-ish targets, if I'm not mistaken, in the last three games, it's not terrible. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely found a role, and they said that they wanted to utilize him, mm-hmm. and they did start utilizing him. So he's a decent desperation play at best. I, I don't think you want to rely on anyone in this offense yeah. if – I, I, I definitely plays. agree. I mean, looking at that game last week, the first pass was, if I'm not mistaken, to him as well. And first then, pass was him. The first touchdown was to him. And um, everything was. Like I was a in a position down. where I needed DK and Russ to really play well, and I was facing Everett. And yeah, yeah the I one mean, freaking. Everett, I literally said that too. I mean, knowing your luck, it's dude. Gonna, it's gonna be. I've shit. been so unlucky this year. Thing, like if you look at my team in this two quarterback league, it looks so good. Like it looks like an elite team, but I'm five and seven and I'm terrible for some reason. Yeah. A lot of that is is definitely on DK and Russ. All right. Uh I think the Niners win this game. I just don't think the Seahawks are capable of winning games right now. Yeah, I definitely agree. Completely six and five Broncos at the seven and four Kansas City Chiefs. Divisional game. This is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Sunday night football. Uh, <laughs> hey, Javante's starting to look good, man. Mm. Javante's not. starting to look good. He's coming through. Can you, can you start him going forward? As a RB2, let's say? Mm, yes. Yeah, I yes. know. I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can. We just don't know what's going to happen. Look, Kansas City does give up quite a few points on the ground to running backs. So I think Javante and Melvin both become good desperation running backs. And not even desperation, but you, you just don't feel confident about it. But you can put them in as your RB2 and just hope that things pan out well for you, I guess. Yeah, look, this this is going to be a very interesting game. I think mm. this is going to be closer game than we expect. We saw what the Broncos did last week but that was very uh to the charges that was a very defensive game for the broncos if they can play that same their defense, defense is what's keeping them in games if they can play that their same, defense in yeah, the run game if they can play that same defense and get melvin and javante going on the ground then it could be interesting to see what happens in this game i don't think it's like an absolute win for the chargers 
I yeah. think the Broncos. You mean the Broncos? Sorry, you mean no, Chiefs? For You're the talking Chiefs? Chiefs? Yeah, I said Chargers. Right. I don't think it's an absolute win for the Chiefs. I think the Broncos could throw a couple punches, but I mean, uh, the expectation that the Chiefs wins this game. All right, well, what do we do about all the other options, like receiving options? Sutton, yeah. 3.7 points last week. Tim Patrick, under five. Jerry Judy, under five. One of Who these can guys, you start? Because none of it looks good at all. One of these guys is going gonna, is gonna to go off, and I personally don't think is going to be the guy that we expect. And when I say that, I think it's Tim Patrick. You think Patrick's going to go off? Yeah, it's funny because people are going to start Jerry. I don't know. I don't know who to tell you to start. Honestly, I be, I yeah, no exactly. Idea. I don't. I, I'm not. I think you have to start Jerry Judy. I think if you have a better option than Sutton and Tim, then you start them. You start those guys over that. But I mean, yeah. I think Tim. I can <laughs> see the tough, deep man. long ball from Tim. Blown coverage. He he gets yeah. a, a forty yard touchdown and he can win you your week right there and then. Yeah, you know so. It is genuinely so hard to predict what this team will do. I mean, I'm in a position where, again, in the league where I started one and seven, I'm now five and seven. And I have the option to start LaVishka Chenault or Tim Patrick. What do you do? <laughs> I have no idea what to do. Genuinely, what what would you do? Honestly, I mean... I'm not Tim excited. Patrick or Lavishka Chanel. Lavishka is playing the Rams, so I'm going. I'm going Tim Patrick. And this is a Sunday night game. I I'm rolling with the whole mental aspect of it. It's Sunday night. You hope he finds the end zone. You hope he gets targets. The Rams are going to shut him out, and probably yeah, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to throw a couple bombs, and they're going to probably abandon the run game. I, I'm taking the chance on Tim Patrick, or any yeah, yeah. I, I actually, don't know, I man. Am. I'm at the point where my my wide receiver two or my flex in that league is just disgusting. Every week, it's it's completely unknown what's going to happen. Um, this is going to be a fun game to watch, though. It's going to be a fun game to watch, and I think we'll see if the Chiefs figured a couple things out after the bye week. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs went into that bye week and they come out in this game and absolutely dominate the Broncos... The rest of the league should be really, really scared. Like if if the Chiefs come out and put up forty points on the Broncos, I think the rest of the league is going to be like, "Oh, damn, okay, well that bye week really uh, helped the Chiefs, and oh, they're hitting a stride at the oh, right time." Oh, four dubs in a row, boys! Four dubs in a row. Okay, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> how about Fant? I guess it's the last person we should talk about. Uh, do you feel? Guy. I mean, Fant, do you feel like you can start him? I don't. Okay. I'll ask you a couple of questions. Fan or, Sh- or Schultz? Yeah, that's a that's a really good line because oddly enough, it feels like they're both in similar situations, right? Mm-hmm. But one offense is much better. Like around Noah Fant, there's Judy, Patrick, Sutton. Around Schultz, there's Cooper, CD, Gallup. But I'm going to le- lean with Schultz because the offense is better. Yeah, see? I mean, I think... I would be going Schultz as well. I think of someone like a, I mean Dawson Knox. I think I you would start him over. Yeah, for sure. I think of, um, you know, Pat Frymuth. I think of Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, no offense. I would actually probably go Fant because I don't want any part of 
the inconsistencies the Eagles have with their receiving options. Okay. Well, that's probably it's the close best. though. It's like I don't I don't think there's a wrong answer there. That's just what I would do. Right. Right. All right. Uh, well, we covered six matchups, and now we're gonna give you six hail marys to end the show. Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Okay, what's a Hail Mary matchup? Essentially, these are players where you throw up a prayer and see what comes down. When we give you a Hail Mary player, it means this is someone you can start, but we cannot guarantee what the outcome will be. But we will give a range of our confidence. I'll go first. The four and seven Giants at the five and seven Dolphins. My Hail Mary player is Evan Ingram. He's been decent in tight ends recently. He's he's had a decent run of games. It's not been amazing, but it's been something that you can start. My confidence level is medium. I would start Ingram over Noah Fant, for for example. Yeah, that's good. Six and six Colts at the two and nine Texans. Nico Collins kind of getting in a little bit. Everything's kind of he's showing up a little bit. And Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. So how about that? I give you two for this game. Mm. Um, Nichols Collins getting involved after getting healthy. Tyrod Taylor's back. I mean, it's not amazing, but I mean, this you expect this game to be, you know, the Colts leading and the Texans really trying to score. So they're going to be abandoning the run in this game. Yeah. The five and six Vikings at the 0 10 and one Lions. My one player is Conklin, and he's been the definition of a Hail Mary every single week. It's either a touchdown or a bust, but that's the tight end position. So. My confidence level, again, I would start Conklin over Fant, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Five and seven Eagles at the three and eight Jets. Man, this is difficult as well. Zach Wilson? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. Please I don't mean, tell people to start Zach Wilson. I don't really, I really don't know. I mean, uh, Jalen Rager, he dropped a couple packs. I can. There's no one I want to start in either of these teams. Maybe Crowder. That I Crowder feels like the safest. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like this. Yeah, one of those guys. If you feel confident in starting that, those guys in that position, why not take the chance on those guys? So your confidence level is not high then. Not at uh, all. Not with guys. anyone. All right. The eight and three bucks at the five and six Atlanta Falcons. Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Uh, good week last week. Played seventy-seven percent of snaps. Saw seven targets. Six. Catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. This is a defense that can be manipulated in the secondary. So I'm actually, I've got relative confidence to start Gage this week if you need a desperation play. Yeah, I love it. It's two and nine Jaguars at the seven and four Rams. Van Jefferson is coming along. OBJ is getting, looks like he's got hurt. He could be, he could miss this game. Van's been great. Uh, and then I know it's been a little bit up and down with Van, especially when Roberto was in. But I think starting Van this week is a good start, in my opinion. Yeah, I like it. All right, that's all the matchups we have for today. But again, I want to remind you, if you have a specific question about a specific player, what could you do? How can how can you get the answer to that? But yeah, every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball, Twitch.tv slash FantasylandFootball. We answer all your Star State questions for the remainder of the season, the whole season so far. If you have any questions, come through. Uh, we'll be about there for about an hour or two, depending on how the stream goes, and uh, we'll just have some fun. Yeah, answer all your questions. Let's say, oh, I have these three players. Who do I start? That's the stream that you come to, and uh, 
We'll answer all those questions for you. Mm-hmm. Best of luck this week, guys. I know we're getting to the playoffs. Uh, so I hope whatever you need to happen happens. And uh, we will see you whenever we see you. See you there. See you there. Hey. hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now. Like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.